Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Turn up your volume. This is Unfuck Nation. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to this week's episode of Unfuck Nation. I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Thank you for being with us this week. And as we endeavor to do every single episode of this show, we're out to give you the best show ever. Now, there's a there's a fucking giant body of work behind me with these podcasts, right? I mean, if you go back, there's there's so much back there. There's so much that I've given you that it's my intention that you take it week by week and act upon what you're hearing and to use it to further your cause, to further your life, what you're up to, whatever purpose you've created or you're using your life for, to forward that game for yourself. Now, this week, as I said, isn't any freaking different. But it actually came to me, um, this week's topic came to me when someone asked me about writing books. Someone is recently, I did a speaking event, one of those kind of private numbers that I do from time to time. I did a speaking event and someone asked me, you know, what, what do you, what do you have in mind when you're writing a book? And like, what do you, I said, well, the first thing that I have in mind is to deliver the book in a way that it connects with people where they are, right? So where they're located. And to do that, you actually have to, you have to really use your brain. Like, well, where are people located? You know, like, where are they experientially? Where are people? And that's a big part of my work. Well, at least from the perspective of, Delivering my work. It's a big part of my work. I'm curious as to where people are. And, you know, if you read any of the acknowledgments of my books or the dedications of my books, you'll see the kind of people that I'm out to impact. So it's a constant questioning of where are people? Where are they located in life? So, in other words, What's it like to be that person without life? And I don't just mean like, what's it like? Let me sympathize with you. Not at all. I want to know what motivates that person. I want to know what makes that person think. I want to know what inspires that person. I want to know what deflates that person. I want want to get a little piece of their real estate. Not the literal real estate. I'm talking about their existential real estate. So in other words... It's never my intention 
for the reader to get where I'm coming from. It's always to deliver what I'm saying in such a, such a way that it resonates where they are, where they are. So what does all that mean to you? Because I'm sure there might be some of you there that are writing books, which is, you know, good, go ahead, knock your fucking self out. But this isn't for people who are writing books. It's for people who are living lives, people who are navigating difficult situations, circumstances, relationships, environments, people who are challenged by life, challenged by self in life, challenged by some of their interactions with others. And, and it's, and it's kind of like, if you, if you take what I'm saying here and use it as a principle for living life, then you're never misunderstood. You just haven't delivered your message. They're two very different things. You're never misunderstood. You just haven't delivered your message to the person who is listening. You are not in their better real estate and delivering your message in such a way that it gets there, resonates there, reverberates through that whole environment that they are and is heard loud and fucking clear. So it's an important distinction, not, a, not just for, you know, relationships. It's for every aspect of your life. If you're somebody who's out to, to grow a business, you have to understand who you're doing business with. And, and it's true for me. You know, when I go to do a speaking engagement, I want to know who is listening. Because I need to be able to say what I'm going to say in such a way that it lands for them. Not that I've made myself fucking clear. So if you go read my books, you'll notice I don't put complexities in the books. I don't, I don't write about things in a complex way. Even though I know fine well that that titillates a lot of people. People get titillated by complexity, right? People get titillated by data and stats. And, oh, that was clever. Oh, did you see the way they came to that conclusion? Oh, my God. So people are like fucking jerking off to personal development books. But the reality is none of it's making a difference. Because people are fascinated by the content of the book rather than what it's going to do for the life. I mean, I have, I've, I've had things, you know, like I've come across from time to time. As you know, I don't read personal growth books, right? I don't read them. Why? Because I write them. And it's, I don't read them out of it. It's not that I don't read them because I'm disrespectful or, or I'm arrogant or something. No, it's like I'm being responsible for my brain. Because the, brain, the way my brain works is if I read someone else's personal development book, Two years from now, I might come up with an idea and I think it's fucking genius and I forgot that I read it in somebody else's book so I don't read them. Because that's how my brain will do it, right? Or like, oh, that's a fucking moment of genius. You should write about that. And somebody's like, hold on, I wrote about that two years ago and I'm thinking, well, damn it, I read that fucking book. So I steer clear of it. So all of the authors that you know, all of the quote-unquote influencers that are out there doing whatever they're doing, 
So, and I've heard people say, oh, it sounds just like blah, blah. That might be the case, my friend, but I have no fucking idea what your person talks about. Okay, I have no fucking idea. I've never read about them. I've never listened to them. I've never, I, I have no idea what their fucking philosophy is based on, and I do it very deliberately, is to keep pure what I'm doing and the message that I'm delivering and that it's coming from a true source, like from like a real no kidding philosophy, right? So I've had it said, oh, that sounds like something that blah, 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 blah said. It fucking might, because I dare say they read books too in the way that I read books, and they might even read the same sort of philosophy that I read, but I don't read that person, okay, that you're referring to. So how does all this look back? Well, again, it's all part of my mindset. And I, I use that word sparingly, of course, but it's all part of my approach when it comes to delivering my work. I want to know where you are. I want to know what's going on with you. I'm curious about you, your life, what you're wrestling with, and more importantly, what that would be like for someone. What would it be like for someone? What would it be like to be raised by a single parent? What would it be like to make your way through school with that on your mind? Right? What would it be like to be raised by a single parent and make your way through school with that in your mind and you don't have much money? What would it be like to make your way through life as a child of a single parent and you're the fourth child of a single parent and you don't have a lot of money? What would it be like to make, and you get like layers, you can start to get a sense of what it would like, who someone would have to become to make it in this life. What would be the tools they would put together in terms of behaviors and persona? And when you start to see people that way, and I do, right? So even the most polished of people, I know that it's a construct. Even the most put together folks who seem flawless, I know that it's a construct. None of it's real. And, and I can say this with my hand in my heart. I've, I've met very very small number of what I would say are real people, that is people who had that crisis of self. Like, like they realized that they were just nothing but a complete fucking fake and that they'd gone through it all meticulously and come out the other side in a real state of acceptance about themselves and what they'd done with their lives to that point. But one of the key components of those people that I noticed is that they are primarily interested in others now. Primarily interested in... It's, it's, not, like, it's not like lots of people can't be interested in others now they're doing. But those kind of people, the kind of people who have kind of like done that kind of deep penetrative work on themselves and arrived at the other side of it. They, they realize that there's nothing else to life than, than connecting with where people are at to have the kinds of conversations that are real conversations, to engage in the kind of talk that makes a fucking difference to the quality 
of life around them. That they talk the walk and walk the talk. It's the full deal. Which brings me all the way back to you because, you know, you have to understand, like, and you might have done a tremendous amount of work on yourself and anything that I've said there isn't meant to diminish or disparage anything you've done on yourself. You might be a deep way into personal development, personal growth work. You might be just starting at all of it's okay. All of it's fine. It's not a fucking destination. It's a complete exploration of what it is to be possible, right? And you'll have certain breakthroughs along the way that for you would be milestones where life changed. And that just keeps giving and going as you make your way through development work, okay? But what I'm giving you here is, if you want to short circuit some of that, if you want to be able to kind of see life outside of yourself, you will absolutely have to get really interested in how it's going for those around you. That, that is, what's it like to be your brother? Like, what's it like to be your sister or your dad? What's it like to be your child? What's it like to be your neighbor? What's it like to have lived the life they've lived and now cohabit with you? Who are you for them? And I don't just know, oh, I'm a good person. I know, forget all that shit, though. Are you distant? Are you nosy? So in other words, what's it like to live life with you? And, and, and like I said, that requires a certain kind of curiosity from you. All of which adds, to, adds up to what? Well, in those moments when you're curious, in those moments when you're genuinely interested rather than defending yourself or demanding that they get where you are, it actually releases you from your addiction for self-analysis. And by that, I mean in the negative sense, right? When you're fascinated by yourself and how you're not getting what you want or you need or you la, 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 la. That you get interested in life as it's happening around you. You see, when you're interested in people that way, when you're genuinely, and I mean genuinely, authentically curious about people in that way, you're doing great. You're doing great. There's no concern for self. There's just expression and, and like I said, curiosity and wonder and the authentic interest in how those around you are doing. Like I'm genuinely interested in how the fuck you're doing. And, you know, some of you send me messages and you'll say, well, this is what's been happening in my life. And, and I, I want you to know, I appreciate them. And the people that tell me, you know, keep doing what you're doing. Don't worry, I'm gonna. But I'm genuinely interested in how other people's lives are going. 
not as some kind of tool to keep my nose out of my fucking belly button, because I did enough of that work. It's not like I'm floating on air over here, but I know how to get myself unhooked when I'm caught up in life. And one surefire way to do it is to wean myself off of that very human trait of trying to be understood and into the real work and the real stuff, which is being out to understand. I want to understand. I want to know. I'm curious. Because then, you know, who knows? Maybe you could just be like me in this regard, that you might be someone that just by listening, it makes a difference. Because, you know, not everybody in your life, when they're telling you their shit, they want you to, they don't all want you to solve it. My assertion is that in relationships, one of the biggest contentions that people have is that when they're sharing what they're dealing with, their partner's first intent is to give them some solution to it when it's just more fucking bullshit on top of the bullshit they're dealing with. I need you to know that most people just want to be heard. They want the experience of being heard. Here's what they want to hear from you. Wow, okay, I get that. That makes sense to me. I never knew that. I never knew that's what it was like for you. That's all they want to hear. They don't want to hear you say, well, have you ever tried? Did you ever hear about or read this book? Oh, you should just, again, all indulgence of fucking ego rather than just listening, being curious, interested in, authentically connected to their world. What's it really like for them? Because when you engage with the people in your life from that perspective, my friends, you really are operating in a way that's very unique and distinct from just about everybody around you. Give it a try. All right, we'll be back in just a moment with the second part of the show. But before we break, don't forget, we are getting into that season. So it's calendar time. The Unfuck Yourself calendar is out there, the desktop calendar with little insights and snippets every single day of the year for 2023. Don't be that person who contacts me next May and says, there's a calendar? Like, come on, dude. And also, there's the absolutely fucking brilliant Unfuck Yourself planner that's now out. You can, I know for sure you can get them on Amazon. I'm clear you can get them in a bunch of places, but for sure you can get them on Amazon. And if you haven't poked your nose in the Love Unfucked book yet, you got to check it out because I've been touching on some of the principles of that book these last few weeks. And some of the emails I get, like I said on last week's episode, I can fucking tell you're sending me questions on relationships and you haven't read the fucking book because the answer's in there, right? So, uh, Read the book or listen to the book or however you get them. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here. We'll be back with our question from the nation. Hang in there.
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right, welcome back. And this is the part of the show, of course, where we take a question or a conundrum or a situation from a member of the nation. And if you're new to the nation, if this is the first time you've ever listened to the fucking podcast, you are a member of the nation, okay? To participate in a show, by the way, if you're new to this, you can drop me an email, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. And you may also leave me a message on our fucking hotline, which I'm so proud of the freaking hotline, 646-450-3203. You can also text me there. I, I love to get the text because, you know, I could be eating my fucking dinner and a text comes through on my phone, right? It comes all the way through and I can sit and read your text right there on the spot that you sent me two minutes earlier or a minute earlier. Anyway, so this week's question comes from Cole, okay, and Cole says, I'm a new listener, and I just wanted to reach out and thank you for how amazing your podcast is. I do have a question, though. Growing up, I came from a slightly poor family in the middle of nowhere of the Midwest and didn't really have any type of role models or direction at home or in life in general. And growing up, I've always had to do everything on my own. I've never had a mentor or anybody to really show me the ropes. I've just kind of made through life relying on not having a backup plan and just going with the flow and trusting my gut. So my question is from somebody who, who has always relied on themselves, never had anybody else to rely on. How can somebody like me find a mentor or release that control over my own guidance and trust, stroke, rely on others for direction or help? Cole, it's not so much that your question is fucking great, but the way that you created that for me and shared your life, okay, told me so fucking much about you, the kind of human being you are and why you ended up the way you ended up. Now, if you've ever listened to any of the shows, the other shows called, you'll know that this part of the show is where I kind of tell you the truth about some things, okay? And it's sometimes surprising to people. So your question is actually asking me for you to keep your bubble intact. So you want to keep your bubble intact and find a mentor who'll just help guide you, but I don't think you realize the present you're in. See, there was a really critical thing in the middle of what you said, and this is for everybody listening. If you're listening to what Cole just asked, okay, there was a part in the middle where he says, Growing up, I came from a slightly poor family in the middle of nowhere of the Midwest. Okay. I came from a slightly poor family in the middle of nowhere of the Midwest. That's where your story really started as a young person. See, 
You're just not telling me something there. You're inviting me into a world that you created for yourself there, Cole. And the world you created is, I come from a slightly poor family in the middle of nowhere. And then there's a bit that you added on to the end of that as a young person and kind of swallowed it down subconsciously. That is to say, you made that mean something about you. Like we're poor and we're from the middle of nowhere. And therefore, that means that I, right, like I'm not informed, that I'm not locked in, that I'm not part of something, like I'm excluded from something, like it means I'm different, means I'm not the same as I, you made it mean something. That Then that's, by the way, a question you can only answer for yourself. But that was the beginnings of your story, right? That I'm from the middle of nowhere. And then you said, I didn't have any type of role models, models or direction at home or in life. And the reality is, you did. You just didn't feel like you did. I'm going to assert, Cole, that at a very young age, you secluded yourself. Like you became isolationist in your thoughts and in your ways of being and acting. Now, you might call it being independent or something. I'm going to call it being disconnected. That's right disconnected. I'm going to say that who you are in life is disconnected. I'm going to say that who you are in life is on your own. And I'm going to assert that it's a that it's an issue for you connecting with others because again in your story I came from a poor family in the middle of nowhere, the Midwest, and I don't have any role models. I don't have any direction. I'm on my own. Is the underlying message there? I've always had to do everything on my own, in fact, is what you said. But maybe, maybe not, but you fucking do now. So in other words, people might have been contributing to you in your life, but given your story and how it settles with you, you can't hear it, can't hear the contribution. You might dismiss it because it doesn't quote unquote feel right because you're a gut guy, and I'm not a gut guy, as you might already have gathered. I don't rely on gut. I rely on integrity, and I rely on values, and I rely on my own personal sense of the game that I've set up for myself in life. And that might be a piece that's missing for you, but I would invite you to start realizing, just like we talked about in the first part of the show, actually, what it was like for those around you to live with you. And I would assert you, like everybody else in this fucking planet, Cole, your, your, your adult life is about overcoming that story that you just so eloquently laid out for me. Because the reality is, you are from where you're from, and it went how it went, and that's all that. What really weighs people down is what they made all of that mean about themselves, about their future. That's that's when people end up burdened by shit, you know, I mean, a, a, and a litany of things like shame and guilt and, you know, all kinds of stuff. Disconnect, like I'm talking about with you. The, the most valuable work anybody out there can do is to finally take apart the story that you've trapped yourself in. See, that's why when I hear that word story, it's it doesn't resonate for a lot of people because they're like, oh, yeah, well, that's great for those people that have a story, but I don't have one. Everybody has a fucking story. Everyone is living their story right now. Overcoming it, proving it, 
continuing it, perpetuating the fucking myth of who you are. And it's a myth. It's it's a cherry-picked version of a life that was once lived. Except for you, it's not cherry-picked. For you, it's the whole truth and nothing but the fucking truth, right? So that's the work you really got to do. You begin there. And if you're interested, then, you know, finding a, a direction for yourself, then redo the work, which was, you know, the follow-up to Unfuck Yourself. It's a workbook. And in that, you'll actually get a sense of, you know, nailing down some some real direction for yourself in life. And by the way, also, uh, Love Unfucked is very much about the same thing. It's about getting clear about where you're headed for yourself and creating that kind of life for yourself. But for you, Cole, for sure, for fucking sure, man, you got to start doing work on how you've burdened yourself, not with your past, but with your version of it. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Have a freaking great week. As usual, much love from me and everyone at Unfuck Nation. And I'll see you on the flip side. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.